Blog Talk Radio. situations through relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment from a biblical perspective. The Lion's Den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcendent godly wisdom, and the efficacy of knowledge and education, and primarily strength to the weary in life from the sourcehood of our connection with our Savior Jesus Christ. So what I want you to do right now, as always, is to roar. That's right, roar for your power, roar for your prosperity, roar for your deliverance. And roar for your strength. It's something about roaring that just brings that animal magnetism out of you. Listen, I'm excited tonight. Our topic, Power Keys, the second installment. And I'm talking about unlocking your future. I hope you think your future is bright because I'm telling you it is. Are you looking towards your future with optimism? What is your next move to give you a better vantage point to take you to your next level? God has given me the keys that will help you unlock some major doors and make necessary radical changes in your life. It's no panel this time. It's just me. Uh, it's me. I know that sounds good, but that's okay. I ain't going to sing this time, but it's just you and I, mono and mono. So if you want to speak to me, you can call in at 516-418-5937, and you can comment, ask a question, or give me your power key that unlocks some doors in your life. Here I see in the studio, I got a few callers that have called in already. I'll be speaking with you momentarily as we dive into the power keys. And we're talking about unlocking your future. Now, before I get started with the power keys, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies uh, is A Few Good Men. And in that movie, there was a heated exchange between Colonel Nathan Jessup, played by Jack Nicholas, and uh, the young lawyer, played by Tom Cruz. I'm, I'm telling you, it's one of my favorites. And uh, they, they, they were talking. They, they were talking about what while he was on the witness stand. He asked him, you know, about some questions. And he said, "Okay, uh, what 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 about this question?" And here, here you, you listen to it for yourself. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Mm. Don't disentil down your spine. <laughs> or maybe me because. you Don't you have this one movie you watch over and over again? It's like you watched it for the first time. Anyway, he was saying you can't handle the truth. Sometimes people say they want the truth, but can you handle the truth? If it's a delicate situation and you can't handle the truth, then don't ask. But, ladies and gentlemen, what we need is truth because truth will set you free. Amen? It will make you free. One truth that I've learned is that nothing works, no matter how great or guaranteed it may be from the infomercial, if you don't take hold of it and put some effort into it. Because faith without works, that's right, is DOA, dead on arrival. Well, let me dive into my first power key. And I'm coming straight out of my book, The Power Keys, A Life of Wisdom, just sharing with you a few things here. And the first one says, what you see 
is what you will produce, and what is before you is what you will manifest. Now, let me give you the scriptural breakdown for that. Acts 3 and 1, this talks about when Peter and John were going into the temple at the hour of prayer during the ninth hour. That's 3 o'clock in the afternoon when a certain man was crippled from his birth, and they were carried along, and they laid him at the gate each morning, and the gate was called Beautiful. Can you imagine being in a terrible situation at a beautiful place? Well, he, he laid there, and he begged that people would give him charitable gifts or money as they entered the temple. But when he saw Peter and John going to the temple, he asked them to give him a gift, right? And uh, that Peter directed his gaze intently at him, and so did John, and they said, look at us. And the man paid attention to them, expecting to receive something. Oh, but it was a surprise today. This was the best day, the first day of the best day of his life. And Peter said to him, silver and gold I do not have, but in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I want you to rise up and walk. And he took the man by his hand, and with a firm grip, he raised him up. And at that time when he raised him up, that man, his ankle bones, the Bible said, received strength, and he began to walk and praised God for it. Now, the, the power key breaks down is saying what you're looking at is what you're going to produce. And I want to know today, what are you looking at or gazing upon? See, you're looking at something that's shaping your life. Now, see, I got, I have long, flowing, beautiful locks in my hair. Now, I got a few friends. They don't, they don't have hair. They got a nice, shiny, bald head. But hey, don't you be dejected just because my lady can run her hands through my hair. You let your lady just shine your bald head up. She can run her hand right across it. But anyway, uh, what I was saying, I brought that up to say, my locks. When I began to grow them. I had this can of oil sheen that I was spraying my hair. Now, on this can, there was this man, and man, his hair, his hair was beautiful. His locks were just divine, and I wanted mine to be like that. So every time I would spray my hair, I would look at the, hair, look at the uh, can, and I said, okay, that's how I want mine. And do you know, in a matter of months, uh, months or say a few years rather, mine began to look just like his. Why? Because that's what I was looking at. That was the vision that was before me, and it produced that very thing in my life. I'm going to say it again. What you're looking at is producing things in your life that you want or do not want. See, vision is the master key that unlocks doors and chains to your future. What you visualize has a great deal to do with what is in front of you to a greater or lesser degree if that's what you're focused on. As you visualize, you will materialize things in this natural realm. Look around you in your personal space in which you have control over. The things in that space are manifestations and reflections of what's on the inside of you. That's right. Those things that you're looking at are there because of your allowance. Therefore, what you're beholding is placing an imprint in your being that will in some way affect and seek an outward expression. If you keep looking at sickness, you're going to be sick. You're going to stay sick. If you keep looking at defeat, you're going to stay defeated. The Bible said, oh, why? Now, on another point, the, uh, the Bible said, a wise man's eyes are in his head. So, if your vision of what you want your life to be is what you see inside your mind or what God has given you, then that's what you're going to produce. But it may not have manifested yet. So you take your eyes off of the vision that you see in your mind and begin to looking at the things that are around you. And if they don't match what's in your head, you will either begin to focus on the outward that you do not agree with, or you will focus on the inward that you agree with. Now, if you focus on the outward that you do not want, guess what? It's going to stay just like that. But if in your mind you see a different vision for your life, that's, my friend, what you have to continue to focus on and maintain that in your life. So, again, I say what you see is what you will produce, and what is before you is what you will manifest. So, my friend, make sure you are focusing on the right things in your life. Don't look at defeat. Don't look at the negative. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have and look at what you're going to have. Amen? I know you can do it. You can. Um, let's go on. Power key number 10. Now, this is one of, my, one of my favorite. It says a breakdown requires a breakaway for a breakthrough. Powerful. A breakdown requires a breakaway for a breakthrough. 
what that's simply saying is when you break down, sometimes people what uh, in in sports they say you have to play with pain or play through it. That that that's maybe required at certain times when it's uh in, in um. Emergency circumstances or in circumstances, you may have to play with pain or stay in it. But when you break down, you have to break away so that you can come back and get that breakthrough. And there's nothing wrong with that. In uh, the scriptural references, first uh, Samuel 30 and 6, it says David was greatly distressed. You ever been distressed over some issues? For the people spake of stoning him because they were grieved because of a situation where their families and everything had been taken away, and they were grieved. That distress, that grief, that's a breakdown. We all have had a breakdown in our life, and it's, it goes on to say, and every man for his sons and daughters. But it goes on, David encouraged himself in his God. Now, that's the breakaway. When you pull away from that thing, you pull away from those things that are breaking you down. Why do you pull away? They say, you may say, well, Apostle, isn't that running away? No, that's not running away. You, that's called regrouping. That's called you're not retreating. You're regrouping so that you can gather your strength and strengthen what remains. That breakaway was where David encouraged himself in his God, where he got his strength back up. He got his uh, energy back up. He had to begin to tell himself some things about who he really was because there are a lot of things that can bring you down when you're breaking down. So. He pulled away, he broke away, and he renewed his strength. He revitalized himself, recharged, revival. That's what you have to do. And the scripture goes on to say, and David said to Abathar the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me here to the ephod. And Abathar brought him to ephod, and David inquired of the Lord, saying, what shall I do in this situation? And God told him to pursue. For you shall over, surely overtake and without fail recover. That was his breakthrough when he received those instructions. When you break away, don't just break away just to break away. Break away to get some empowerment. Break away to get some restoration. Break away to get some direction on what to do in this situation that broke you down or you found yourself at a broken down place. Because in every breakdown, there's a lesson. There's a teaching. There's something that you can garner from that to get yourself back up. And there, David got his breakthrough when he broke away from the breakdown. You got that? He got his breakthrough when he broke away from the breakdown. Man, I feel like breakdancing. Come on now. <laughs> All right. I got some callers here. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go to the call line and see who my first caller is, and let's talk to him for a minute. Hello, sir. You are live on the air in the Lions Den. Who am I speaking with? Larry Wilson. How, how did I know it was you, Pastor Larry Wilson? I have no idea, sir. Bro, brother, I, I, I can see. See, it's about unlocking your future tonight. So, so I can see into the future, brother. How you doing today, man? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. And, and I'm doing good, man. Anything you want to share, comment, question? What's on your mind? Um, I was just hearing what you said uh, that before you is where you um head towards and look at that is so true mm-hmm. because the things that you see before you once you put your heart to to it that your treasure will also be so that is so correct I mean I mean it, mm-hmm. it was just blowing me away with that then you went to number ten and number ten it, I was like wow that just you know just summed it all the way up mm-hmm. there so um I I'm really interested in your book. <laughs> well, well, brother, uh, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you get. It. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna make yeah. sure you get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have it back on the uh, stores, back on the shelves in a little bit. You know, I got my wife's book is getting ready to come out, and I'm gonna uh, run mine right alongside her. So we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna make sure you get it. But that that's interesting because you know sometimes we can look at the wrong things and it can drag our vision down. Because I know you got vision. Mm. Yes, yes, that that is also true. Um, you can look at some things, and then you can ha- have the wrong pattern because of the things that you see, um, not not physically see sometimes, but see cause um, in other places, you know, and you mm-hmm. see how it tear tear that, I would say church for instance down, or tear that home down, or things mm-hmm. like that, and you like, oh, what can it, can, what can we do to revise that? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, you have to turn your face to something that's positive. You have to turn your face to, you know, where God is leading you to. You know, if you follow 
you know, your heart into the places that God is leading you, he'll show you a, a, a beautiful picture, you know, just like you said with the guy on the um, hair can spray. And the next time oh, you want to oh. give an uh, illustration, don't give an illustration of a man with braids and a man with bald head. <laughs> so the, so the, why is that? Because what, what you said, you have, you, are you saying you have long hair like me? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying that I, I, I admire my bald head. <laughs> well, man, God, well, God bless your bald head, and He blessed my head too, man. <laughs> hey, bro, uh, Pastor Larry Wilson, I appreciate I appreciate you calling in tonight, man. God bless yes, you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, All God. right, man. Uh huh. That was Pastor Larry Wilson calling in. Thank you so much, brother, for your insight and for sharing. Listen, we're gonna break for a commercial, and we'll be right back. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. And we are back. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. You tuned in to Strength from the Lions Den. We're powered by We Inspired Network Radio, W-I-N, Win Radio. I'm partnering with some good people that want us to win. COO Lloyd Bell, CEO Annie Bell, we thank God for them. The, uh, they are the, the brains behind We Inspired Network Radio. I want to thank everyone who's tuned in tonight. You are the reason why I'm here. And listen, we're talking tonight about the power keys, but guess what? I got a special treat for you. As always, you can get a free copy of my ebook, The Power Keys Life of Wisdom Series, Volume Number One. You want to know how? You sure can. I will tell you. Just go to my and like my page, Apostle John L. Solomon, and give me a valid email address, and I will send you a copy of the ebook. And then when I'm on here, mano y mano, you can join along with me. Now, in the Lions Den today, normally I have a panel of three who we're discussing some relevant topic or issue that's at the heart, but tonight it's just me. So I'm the guest and the host. So we're going to continue on with the power keys. Now, I'm going to go to power key number 33. This is a very uh, interesting one. It's one that was given to me uh, long ago. It says, for every level, there's a devil. When I first heard it, I was like, huh? What, what do you mean, you know? Well, Ephesians 6 and 12 said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. See, what's that saying? To break it down for a uh, – uh, to, to see the natural aspect of it is that at every stage of promotion, there is opposition and resistance to your moving upward. Come on, you you play video games if you're from certain generations, you know, maybe some of the older people have not, you know, played video games. But at at each going to the next level, you have to face what's called a boss. If you beat that boss, then you go to the next level. Well, in life, there are obstacles and challenges that you have to overcome to get to your next level. That's where you're challenged. A challenge is calling into question and a demanding of the proof or explanation, a call or dare to take to take part in or be a part of. See, the challenge comes to test and see if you are what you say you are and that you have what it takes. You know, do do calls to be the boss. Do you have what you say you have? And see, that's where you have to be tried and tested to see that you really are that. See, this doesn't just occur once, but each time you're ready to move 
in advancement, something will come along to test you, to test your surroundings, and also to test your character. That's right. I heard a preacher say, when you're going through, guess what? Everything around you is also going through. So while you're on trial, those things around you are on trial. One, when you're going through a severe test, you see who's there. Pause. You see where I'm going with this. And you also see who's not there. There's some people who start out with you in your trial, but by the end of that trial, they don't backed away because they just they just knew you were done with and left for dead. But then at the end of the during the trial, there are people who encourage you through that. And at the end of the trial, guess what? They're still there. That's when you know you have uh, some friends. Okay. So you you have to uh, overcome these challenges and keep going. In, in this scripture, of the Apostle Paul is talking to us about a hierarchy of demonic nemesis that challenge our Christian walk. And we have to be made aware of this opposition. It's not just the antagonistic person, but what system is behind them doing this? What spirit is influencing that person? The, the key is not to take things personal. And become becoming hypersensitive and engaging in physical confrontations that cause your good to be spoken evil of. Okay, yeah, I'm guilty. Sometimes I look at them. I say, "Oh, look what they did." I don't see no devil. I don't, all I see is that person. And you, you can you can you can come with me on this. You know, somebody cut you off in the road or blase blase or whatever may happen. You like you don't all you see is that person and you want to get them. But if you refrain and pull back and say, you know what? Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe something is going on with them. And sometimes we win that challenge and we over we overcome that. So I just challenge you just like I challenge myself to do better, to be better, to think to grow, to give, to live. Improve your mind, improve your quality of life. We have to develop our gifts but not only do we have to develop our spiritual gifts, our talents, but we also have to develop the fruit in our life. As the Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit, we have to develop that as well as the gift when we're serving God. So I challenge you, take the challenge and meet the challenge and go to your next level. Overcome that devil that's at your level. Amen. All right. Now, power key number 12. This, this is, this is going to get you. It says you are the way you are. Because of who you are. Ooh. We'll read it again. You are the way you are because of who you are. Now, the scriptural reference, two of them, are Psalms 80, 82 and 6, where David said, I have said ye are gods, little g, and all of you are children of the Most High. Hmm. And then in Exodus 3 and 14, uh, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I, I like that. I am that I am. I'm undefined by your words. You can't define me by saying I am this, I am that. I am. Just go back to that I am. Listen, you are a sum total of the experiences that produced. Mm-hmm. Every experience you've had left an imprint on your life. And how you interpret that experience determines it determines your confidence, your esteem, your self-clarification, and your self-definition uh, definition, and it did it with your permission. So what what have you gone through? Some people come out better and some people remain bitter. So you have to look at your experience because they have a way of defining you with your permission. And when you're going through the, uh, those experiences, look at the thoughts you had. You may have uh, determined a thought about yourself that could have been only temporarily, but you made it permanent. I used to say, I do what I got to do. I, that, that, was the, that was the mantra there. I do what I got to do. But someone came along and said, if you do what you need to do, then you won't be put into a place where your back is up against the wall. And now you do what you have to do. I can speak correctly. You do what you have to do. But I got to do this sounds so hood. Do what I got to do. It sounds so rough and rugged. But that was the that was the image I wanted to give myself. I'm doing what I got to do. Why? Because I didn't do what I needed to do. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. If I obey, then I don't have to sacrifice. But if I don't be obedient, then guess what? I got to make a, a tremendous sacrifice that pulls on me because I wasn't obedient. So I learned to do what I need to do 
so that I don't have to get to a place where I do what I got to do, right? So uh, to continue on, stop stop being moved. Don't let yourself be moved uh, to please everyone by attempting to be what they want you to be. You are an expert at being yourself. Sometimes we uh, get dictated to by life. You got to be this. You got to be that. Lionel Richard said in one of his songs, I think it's easy like a Sunday morning. He said, everybody, oh, I've been not singing my, <clears throat> my voice a little off, but he said, everybody wants me to be what they want me to be. But then he goes on to say, I'm not happy when I try to fake it. Because he said, I'm easy like a Sunday morning. And sometimes there are some people who are easy, and you guess what? The people who are easy are being told, you need to be hard. You need to be hard. Hey, you got to be who you are. You got to go with the natural dispensation of what you are. If you're a leopard with spots, guess what? Stop trying to train your spots to be a zebra. Uh, so stop being moved by everything that people say about you. People are going to talk about you. They talk about me. Can you believe that? Yes, they talk about you too. So, but nevertheless, don't live in the identity theft of not knowing who you are. You got to have proper self-definition of who you are. You have to have clarity of who you are. See, when you declare yourself to be something, you're saying like God, I am. That's what God said. He said, I am who I am. I am that I am. So when you say, I am angry, guess what? You become anger. When you say, I am uh, this or I am that, that's a direct definition of who you are. I am sick. I am broke. I am nothing. Those are labels and definitions that you're putting on yourself. So you have to get the heart of God and the mind of Christ in a crisis and declare that I am what God says I am. If I'm weak, you got to say you're strong. If you're tired, you got to say I'm I'm energizing myself. If you're sick, you got to say I'm healed. If you're broke, you got to say I got the power to obtain wealth. You got to reverse that negativity to fool your brain, because your brain only knows how to succeed. If you if you're trying to do something, you say I can't do it. I can't make it. Guess what your brain gonna do? Your brain is gonna do everything in its power to help you be successful. In can't being or can't doing. If you say, I can't do it, I can't make it, I can't have it, then your brain says, you know what, we got to help you to be successful. Even if it's a negative, your brain only knows how to make you successful. If you say, I, I think I can, then your brain begins to turn on and say, I, he's thinking that we can. So let's move in that direction of thought pattern that we think we can. But when you move from I think I can to I know I can, then your brain clicks another switch and says, you know what? We're not just thinking thoughts that we may can do it. Now we're thinking thoughts of knowing that we do it. There's a, a undeniable belief that we can make this happen. And that's the mindset you have to have when you're, when you're dealing with uh, knowing who you are. The Bible says if you believe these things that you say will come to pass and do not doubt in your heart, you're going to have what you say. Don't let doubt take you out. Mm. Don't let doubt take you out. That, that's, that's a song right there. But anyway, I, you are the way you are because of who you are. Know who you are. Know your history. Don't let it be a mystery. And then if you don't like who you are, then change yourself. Don't walk around complaining about it. Change who you are. I'm going to give you one more before the break. You want one more? For, do, do, you, do you want one more before the break? Okay, all right. Okay, that's, I'll take that as a yes, right? Uh, power key number 16. A distraction is an attraction that needs extraction. A distraction is an Attraction that needs extraction. Mm -hmm. You chew on that and think about that. Now, I'm going to go to, I gave it to you. When I come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about that. All right? Hang on. I'll be right back. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I, I identify myself as a survivor. 
no longer a victim. R. Reclaim my life. E. Excel at living. G. Grow in Christ. And N. Nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon, and you're tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. We're powered by We Inspire Radio, Win Radio. Listen, tonight our topic is the power keys, unlocking your future. And I'm just going over a few keys in my book, The Power Keys. And uh, you can get a free copy of that, my ebook, The Power Keys. I can send it to you in an ebook format. If you'll just go to my page, Apostle John L. Solomon, like my page, give me a valid email address, and I will send you the e-copy. You can also follow me on Facebook, Facebook at John Solomon, and you can also catch me on Instagram at KingSolomon9311. I just got that one, all right? Okay, where were we? Before the break, we were at, I gave you this one, a distraction is an attraction that needs extraction course, you know extraction means to pull. You've had a teeth pull before. So it means to pull out, to get rid of. Uh, Nehemiah 6 and 1 talks about when uh, Nehemiah was building a wall and a few of his enemies came around, Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, and they were uh, playing playing a role, trying to try him. And they was like, look, you know, come on down. Let's let's hang out and let's uh, let's go someplace. Let's do this, blah, do this and do that, you know. And they sent messages unto him telling him to come. But Nehemiah told him, he said, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down to you. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? Now, listen, anything that comes about to impede inevitable progress or success is a distraction. It's just that simple. Now, most people will advise you, ignore it, keep moving. But if you could just ignore it and keep moving, then guess what? It's not a distraction because a distraction will always be attractive. It's going to always be attractive. If you like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and water and orange juice keep coming by, that's not going to attract you. It's not going to draw you not one bit. You'll look and keep on doing what you're doing. But if a Coca-Cola come by and you – why am I talking about Coca-Cola? They're not sponsoring me. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? If that beverage that you like comes by, guess what? You're going to hop right on it. For Well, if you don't hop on it, it's going to attract you. It's going to draw your attention away. Why? Because that's what an attraction does. It draws you away. Distractions have – they have to be attractive in order to tempt or lure us from the path of our attentive course of action. See, to engage to engage a distraction with the mindset, oh, I'm going to negotiate through this, I'm going to overcome it, that's to fall right into the snare and compromise of the diversion. So you got to devise a strategic plan on how to confront and sidestep your distractions. But be conscious of the fact that a distraction, they're armed with the power of desirability. Because that's what a distraction is. It has to take you off track. See, there are no remedies for distractions than to avoid and extract them altogether. You got to get rid of them. In in um, time management classes, they would tell us to you have to include when you're managing your time, you include time for distractions. As you you know, people who map out their day who are habitual in doing that, okay, I'm going to set aside one miscellaneous hour for what? For distractions. So if somebody come along and they're distracting you, you say, okay, they got 10 minutes to distract me. 
And after that 10 minutes, you got to cut it off. Why? Because you got you got 50 minutes left of the, of uh, distraction time because it was included. That's a strategic way. But like I said, uh, distraction is an attraction that needs extraction. Distractions are going to come. And when do they come? My gosh, they come when you when you're jet set, when you are locked in, when you got your game on, you pinpoint, pinpoint and focus. That's the moment. That's when the distractions come. They they don't come when everything is jumping off. They come when you're locked in and ready. For instance, you fasting. You at work. You start your fast, man. You ready to go. You doing it. And then how about they come? You you get into to the uh, break room. They got sausage and biscuits. They got uh, donuts. They got cupcakes. All manner of distractions. You know you're fasting, but look at all these distractions, and they are very attractive. Now, you, you, your strength can kick in, and you can walk on past that, but my God, it did grab you for a minute, you know? It's during those times. You're fasting, and guess what? They have a potluck, and they got all kind of foods that day. My gosh. Now, you tell me you tell me that ain't a, that's not an attraction. Oh, yeah. See? That's what a distraction does. It comes to take you away. But my friend, don't you be distracted, especially if you're locked in and you're doing a good thing. You you get tunnel vision. They put blinders on the sides of horses' uh, eyes. Those blinders are to keep them focused on what's in front of them because a horse's eyes are on the side of their head. So their peripheral vision can see on both sides and in front. But those blinders are put there so that they can only see in front of them. There are times when you need your peripheral, but then there are times when you got to put on those blinders so that you can lock in and focus in on that goal and reach your target. All right? Don't let them distractions take you out. Power key number 22. Now, this is this is a good one because a little, little while ago, we was talking, we, we mentioned doubt. This one says, I can walk it out if I don't fall into doubt. I can walk it out if I don't fall into doubt. So many times we go wrong, or we go astray or wayward because we fall into doubt, self-doubt, goal doubt. We, we start doubting, and that doubting takes us out. Uh, Matthew 14, 29 is the scriptural reference where Peter was walking across the water, and he was actually walking on the word because he said, Jesus, if this Jew bid me to come, Jesus said, come. And Peter stepped out the boat and began to uh, Millie Rock. Uh, what is it? He began to walk it out. That was the song. He walked it out. He was walking. But then he got distracted, as we talked about a minute ago, and began to focus, as we talked about earlier, what he was looking at. He began to look at the waves and everything that was around him, and he began to doubt. His focus was off. He was distracted. And all that brought about doubt, and he began to sink. And he called on Jesus, and he lifted him. And Jesus said, oh, oh thou of little faith, Wherefore did you doubt? Why did you doubt yourself? I heard John P. Key said, don't let the devil make you think you can't do what you're already doing. See, that's what happened when people get promoted. You got promoted because you were already doing the work. But then it's like after the promotion, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. You were already doing it. Now the t- you let the title and the position weigh you down, where once when you didn't have the title and you weren't in the position, you were doing the work without the heaviness. But now that you're there and you got the title, you got the position, and you, you, you're now conscious of the fact that people are looking at you. Can I tell you something, a secret? Don't you tell nobody. They were already looking at you. But now that you have the title and the position, you're highlighted. So they're looking at you even more. But you were doing it then. Just keep on keeping on. Keep on doing what you were already doing. Don't you know so much can be accomplished if we don't defeat ourselves through doubt and apprehension? Don't you defeat yourself. It's called self-sabotage. When you're doing something and you're doing well and you begin to think back, well, you know what? This happened to me back in the 80s. Yeah. So it may happen again. I remember I got to this point in my life, and then that's when this began to spiral out of control. You know what that is? That's called self-sabotage. That's not somebody else wrecking, wrecking your show. That's you wrecking your own show. That's you going back in your past and digging up stuff that happened way back when, and it's sabotaging your today. My friend, you can't afford to let that type of doubt Come in and shipwreck you when you're doing something good. You got to lock in. See, when it's time to strike, launch. 
take swift action. See, the calculations must be done before we decide to move, because once we step out into the deep, that's the wrong time to hesitate. Uh, back in the day, you know, when uh, when I was in my Navy days, I don't talk too much about my Navy days, but, you know, we used to like to fight a little bit. You know, the other guys, they like to fight. Let's say, <laughs> they like to fight. And uh, and this one particular guy, when we right in the, I keep saying we, but right in the middle of the fight, when they were fighting, he would decide that he didn't want to fight no more. Well, you're in it now. <laughs> That's when you get your head knocked in and beat all up. You you're in the middle of the battle and you decide I don't want to fight no more. No, that's the wrong time to quit. You got to go with it now. You're committed. You're in it. Don't doubt it. You got to see it through. I'm sorry for using that analogy, but that's it. Some people they hesitate in the heat of the battle. When you're in the battle, don't quit. Don't doubt yourself. You can look around and say it looked like I'm losing. I'm, it looked like I'm losing. But guess what? As a person thinks in their heart so they are you, you can't get to the place where you be you you think yourself out of the battle you can't get to the place where you put yourself in a position to fail can I, i'm telling you if you don't doubt you can walk you can walk it out if you do not doubt. Don't don't let yourself fail or falter because of uh, what you see around you or circumstances. You are already doing it. You are already making it happen. And that that's the that's what you have to understand. The doubt comes to trip you up. The doubt comes to throw you off. You just cannot let it. You got to stay focused on what you're doing. You got to understand. I was already winning. I was already doing this thing. I was already making it happen. So so what do you have to do then? You have to step your game up and take yourself right on through that. Why? Because you can do it. You are already doing it. Just don't you drop out now. Don't you quit on don't you quit on me now. Don't you quit on yourself now. Don't you let yourself go now. You just kick in and maintain and move forward. My God. Listen I think I think I need to go to the uh I think I need to go to my call lines and see who wants to say a few words here. Hold on a minute, let me look over here at this list here. Okay, I see I see I see you here. All right. Uh caller, you are live on air. Who do I have with me? You have Lady Lisa Solomon. <laughs> How did I know it was you? <laughs> Oh, because I am listening and I'm ready. <laughs> Good, Lady Lisa. How you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful. You sound wonderful. My goodness. Is that because you're talking yes. to me or you just you just feeling wonderful? Don't answer that. <laughs> don't 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 even answer that. Don't answer that. All right. Um what what do you want what do you want to say? What do you want to share tonight? Okay, I just kind of wanted to reiterate um from your parakeet, your very first parakeet show. I um, talked about my power key, and that was faith. And I kind of just wanted to add a little bit more to that. Um, And one thing that we know is, of course, you know, faith, you have to have that faith. You have to believe. You have to keep on going, regardless of what is going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And that is one power key I have always had to live by, and especially – dealing with my health situations and just things that go on in life. And one of the things that I kind of want to reiterate with that was um, perseverance, because a lot of times we get tired and we don't want to keep going and we just want to stop, but you have to continue to persevere. You know, you have to think about all those times that you prayed. You prayed for your own healing, for example. Mm-hmm. You may have prayed for someone else and you say, okay, well, I didn't get healed or they didn't get healed. I don't understand. But you don't just stop right there. You have to keep going. You have to persevere. You have to keep moving. And all of that comes by faith. So I just wanted to add the word perseverance to that because Mm -hmm. I just think that's really, really important because, like I said before, there are just times when you just want to quit. You just want to stop. You don't see a need to even keep going. You know, why why I'm, I'm going on and on and on with all of this going on, with this happening, uh-huh. things happening over here on this side and things happening over here. But we wasn't taught to quit. I mean, 
Because one of the things we, we know is faith is not seeing. Faith is believing before seeing. Faith mm-hmm. is seeing what you can, cannot see. And that's one of the things I was saying on the other show. And we have to continue to go. We have to continue to press. And that perseverance, I mean, faith is believing and perseverance is standing in faith. Many people just stop believing, like I said before, when stuff happens. And then sometimes people want to blame God for it. And the problem mm-hmm. is never on God's side. It's always on our side. It's so always on our side. It's on our side. So if stuff don't happen instantly, we got to still persevere by continuing faith and destroying doubt and fear that comes along the way. Along the way, you have to destroy it and, and just get it out of your mind. You have to believe and you have to keep believing. And like I said before, mm-hmm. if you're dealing with certain things, and I use the example of um, my health and healing, for example, you know, I have to believe that I'm healed. Even before I am healed, I may be sick Amen. and down and out, but I believe in my healing, and I Amen. have to keep going. You have to persevere. You have to endure. You have to hang in there because God is not a liar, and you have to keep trusting him. Amen. Keep trusting God. That was powerful, Amen. Lady Lisa. You are, you, you are an awesome woman. I got to tell you that to your face. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You are an awesome man. <laughs> oh my God, God, you, you make me, you make me melt. All right, sweetie, thanks for calling in. I'll see you later. Ah, uh, you're all right, darling. All right, that was Lady Lisa calling in, talking to us about faith and perseverance. Listen, we're gonna go to our last break, and I'll be right back. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr. CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. We are back. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon. You're tuned in to Strength from the Lion's Den. We're powered by We Inspired Network Radio, W-I-N Radio. Listen, I'm partnering with some good people, uh, CEO Lloyd Bell and CEO Annie Bell. If you want to uh, broadcast, if you got an idea for a show, hey, just call in and talk to us, and we'll see if we can get it on the air for you, all right? Listen, tonight we're talking about the Power Keys, Life of Wisdom Series, Volume 1. I hope this is being a blessing to some of you because it truly, it was a blessing writing this book for the years that I took to write it. And guess what? I'm working on a new book now called Wisdom Speaks, and it's going to be out this year. Yes, it is. My wife has a book called Motivation to Make It Through, which we just completed, and she's going to be having a, a, a motivation release party real, real soon. So, listen, if you want to get a copy of my book, Power Keys, just go to my uh, page, Apostle John L. Solomon, Apostle John L. Solomon, uh, like the page and give me a valid email address, and guess what? I'm going to make sure you get that book, all right? All right, listen, we're, we're in the la- last phase of the show for tonight. Uh, before I go, I want to give you a few more Power Keys as time will allow me. Now, this one here is... Uh, one that I find very important. It's called it's power key number 21, and it says, I am what I think. I am what I think. Uh, in Matthew 20, 12 and 34, the scriptural reference, Jesus said, oh, generation of vipers, how can ye being evil or physical or men speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Whatever you're full of, that's what's going to come out of you. And then he goes on to say um, in Proverbs 23, 
and 7, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So let's look at the mindset. What's your, what's your mindset? What are, what are you thinking about? Does the, act, the action is preceded by the thought, or the thought fills the heart before it comes out of the mouth? Hmm. That that's something to look at and think about. In the 17th century, there was a, a French philosopher by the name of Rene Descartes. He explored the aspects of this concept, and he concluded that I think, therefore I am. That that's one thing that differentiates us from animals. An animal can be no more than the animal it is, unless humans train that animal to do some of the things that we like. For it to do, which certain organizations are highly against. That's why Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey is closing their doors because they were under such fire for what they did, you know, the animals and things of that nature. But an animal can only go as high as his training, whereas we as people, we can uh, maximize who we are. We can self actualize and go higher and higher. Therefore, as I think it, so I am. And uh, this this statement, he said, I think, therefore I am. It, it was a source of contention of debates in my philosophy classes because there were some that did not agree. They they would say, well, the thought always precedes the action, and the debate it, the debate became very heated. But see, the Bible plunges into a deeper, deeper vortex of this subject matter, and it points out that I, I not only reflect my thoughts. Through my actions, but I become or embody the thoughts of my mind. I become what I think about. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I become what I think about. The mind is so powerful. God has set us up that way to have a powerful mind. If I be- I become peaceful with peaceful thoughts, I become positive with positive thoughts. I become antisocial with negative thoughts. See Philippians four and eight tells you to think on these things that are wonderful, that are lovely, that are virtuous. You have to condi- you have to pro- you have to reprogram your mind. That's something that uh we have in a book coming up from uh Apostle Trafton, uh the revelation of your mouth. I hate to give it away, but that's what it is, the revelation of your mouth. You're saying some things, but what you're saying stems from the thoughts that you're thinking. See, my mentally processed perceptions based on my object, uh, my uh, observations, they become my functional reality by which I judge and evaluate life. How I think is how I engage my world. See, the more I think on uh, poverty, illness, hopelessness, violence, uh, my, my struggling financial issues, uh, that's what I become. But if I think on better health, improving myself, these conditions, they become principle, and then they become application in my life. So I have to begin to think higher. That's why God said, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. God said, I think on a higher level, and that's what we have to do. We have to begin to think, therefore, on a higher level. Evaluate your thoughts. If you feel like you're thinking on a lower level, you got to pick that up, and you got to raise yourself up. To another plateau Don't 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 think Downward on yourself If uh, read the headlines today Read the headlines On the newspaper The daily uh, Let's say your name The daily John Solomon That's that's my newspaper What does that newspaper say about me What's the headline reads hmm. If I had low self esteem If I was down and doubting It would say John is just not going to make it. Huh. This is my paper. I'm the editor. I produced it. My headline reads, I just don't think John is going to make it. Come on now. You're the editor-in-chief of your paper. Your headline should read, my God is good and I'm good with him. My God is great, and he's doing great things in my life. Uh, it should, or it should say on another article, my God, I'm doing big things and getting bigger. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, it, what does the headline read on your paper about your life? It could be anything that you want it to be. Don't let it be uh, I'm just one day at a time. I'm trying to make it. Uh, I'm going to get over yonder in the sweet by and by, climbing up the rough side of the mountain over yonder one day. I'm just a motherless child sweeping around my old front door. Come on now. Come on. You you can go <laughs> on another level. I just, but 
Don't think so lowly of yourself. God, God said he made you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. So you got to be impersonators of God. Think like your father thinks because that's what God says you are. If motivational speakers can get people in a room and tell them you're somebody and people walking away feeling like they're somebody because uh, uh, Peter Pop Pop told them that, come on now. When God tells you something, embody that, believe that. As you think, so you are. So you got to get into the habit of thinking higher. You got to get into the habit of believing on a whole nother level about yourself. All right. Now, as I as I get ready to close for tonight, I want to let you, I want to let you know that you're somebody special and God wants to do a great thing in you. You are an individual like none other. There's nobody in the world like you. So there's nobody you can compare yourself to. There are some people who are doing some things that you may want to do, but guess what? You can do it at a, at a high level, too, if you believe in yourself, if you don't quit. See, it's something about uh, staying, with, uh, staying with a thing, uh, stick-to-itiveness. It's something about staying with it, that sagacity, that tenacity. You got to have it and go for it. Just don't give up on yourself. Don't doubt yourself. One thing I, God gave me is don't you give up, don't you give in, but you give and give out of that which God has placed into you. Guess why? Because it will never run out because he is the source. In your own strength, my friend, you're going to get tired. In your own strength, you're going to fall down. In your own strength, the rest, you are, because we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. But when God is supplying you the energy, when he's supplying you the strength, when he's giving you that motivation and that encouragement, that spiritual power, that anointing, my friend, there's nothing that you cannot do. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, Power key number 32 says, aim for something. Or live for nothing. In 1 Corinthians 9.26, it said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beats at the air. My friend, we must set goals and objectives that give us a measurement of what we're doing in this world. What, what, what's your goal? What, what, what's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? Go. You hear me? Go. Aim for something. Go. Go indicates motion or movement in a certain compass. A compass helps guide you toward a certain destination. And in destination, guess what we find? That's right. Destiny. Not that little girl right there sitting down. Not that destiny. I'm talking about the destiny of your life, your purpose, why you're here. A goal enables you to stay on a certain course or direction. Come on. Get on your game. Aim for something. You're somebody special. You've been called into this thing to do a great work. So don't you give up on yourself because I'm not going to give up on you. Thank you for being here with me tonight. Now, what I want you to do is join me next Wednesday on April the 5th at 7 p.m. Strength from the Lions Den with me, your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. I'm going to have some men on the show. Not just any men, but these are some special men. These are men on a mission, and they have the power to achieve. I'm going to talk to these brothers audience, and I'll see you next week right here, same time, same station. We inspired Network Radio, Strength from the Lions Den. I'm your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. God bless you.
Yeah. What was good about it, baby? Because your, your power keys were good. Mm. That you give from the book. And then you were able to explain them and give the world life examples. That's always good. Mm. Yeah, people want to hear common stuff, you know, things that go on. Oh my God. Mm. That's what makes it good because you talk about real life things. Mm. Yeah, so it's just not. Just I, I like that. I like a whole bunch of scriptures because, yeah. and not saying that that's not good, mm-hmm. but people want to hear. That's why I'd be talking about when I'd be talking to people, they want to hear some. Mm-hmm. And you give that. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm a little tired. I feel like that line now, boy. Mm-hmm. 